be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door to us. He will say in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, We ate and drank in your company and taught in your streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And the people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. As I was scanning the scriptures that were given this morning for some spiritual insight, I found a surprising line. Strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Now that's an interesting thing. If we look for spiritual insight, we expect it to be about our souls, our spirits. And yet this is insight about our bodies. I think if we asked Coach Scott Hansen or Coach Franz Bolter, even perhaps this newest coach in town, Jake Hansen, or even at Faribault, if we asked Coach Lewis, they would all insist that virtue and discipline and a spiritual grounding is at the heart of the secret of their athletic teams. I think we all know that, that sports is not just about the body, but is about disciplining as well the soul, the spirit, finding discipline and virtue. And yet we often leave out the inverse, the physicality of prayer, the need to train our bodies for prayer. I think that's where Hebrews comes in. Strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. When I was playing football and baseball and working landscaping during my high school years, my parents committed to a couple of holy hours at local adoration chapels. One was early in the morning on Saturday at 5. The other was Sunday night at 8. And I was especially hesitant, tired from a week of landscaping, week of school, week of football and baseball especially during the summers, I was hesitant to go along, and I would always claim, certainly an adolescent boy always can, I need the sleep. I need the sleep. I don't want to go along at 5 in the morning or at 8 o'clock on a Sunday night as I was looking forward to another school week, or not looking forward to it, but recognizing it was coming. And what I found in those two holy hours, occasionally I would go along with my parents, and I found that 5 o'clock in the morning holy hour truly meant I needed physical exertion just to stay awake. Just merely to stay awake was physical exertion. That was about disciplining the body. You find out, though, quickly when you get up early how long the day can really be if you don't sleep through it. It's an amazing thing. Now, the evening holy hour on Sunday had another challenge. Sometimes I would challenge myself to say, how long can I kneel? How long can I stay on my knees before the Blessed Sacrament 
before my legs fall asleep. I found quickly how good it was to end the weekend, to end Sunday with some time of prayer, to prepare and ask the Lord for grace for the new school week that was about to begin. Even though I was hesitant at first to go along with my parents, eventually and gradually, I started attending every week. And this is really where I discovered my vocation before the Blessed Sacrament. But this spiritual and physical exertion, trying to stay awake and trying to strengthen my weak knees, was really preparation for what I found in seminary. In college seminary, I discovered that there really was a connection between spiritual and physical training. Seminary is all about perseverance and endurance. Sometimes I think that the idea is if you can survive six or eight years of seminary, holy hours at six o'clock in the morning every day, lifting up the breviary, not just two a days, but five a days, we would pray our breviary. And I think if you can survive that, priesthood has nothing on seminary. And I think we, any one of us can survive se- uh, priesthood after we pass through seminary. But what I found that first year of seminary is it really took a man to do all these things. It really took some real strength, some physical strength, to stay awake and to battle exhaustion and to commit ourselves to come before the Blessed Sacrament every day. That first year of seminary, as I was eager for penance and spending time on my knees and learning what it was to pray and to be a good Catholic man, I was playing in a racquetball tournament, and that tournament was actually named after Father Don de Grude, a son of this parish. He was unbeatable in his own day as a spiritual director at the seminary. And I was playing against another priest you might know. I think he was here as a deacon or seminarian. That's Father Nate La Liberté. And I was playing against him, and I was chasing a ball in the racquetball court, and I ran into the wall. And the wall didn't give, but my kneecap did. And uh, I'm not sure if Dr. Ogle can correct me, but I believe it was my patella that cracked, and that's what gave, not the wall. And I never blamed that on Father Nate La Liberté, but he was certainly there to witness it and to, uh, to lift me up when I was down on the ground. But there I was just a few days before Ash Wednesday, and I had a broken knee, I had a broken kneecap. I was eager to enter into Lent as a time, a particular time for all of us Catholics, of self-denial and penance. And I could hear as a young man, hear the Lord's voice in the gospel today, that you have to strive to enter through the narrow gate. And I love that line, many will attempt to enter but will not be strong enough, especially for us young men, football players especially. When we hear that you've got to be strong to enter into heaven, it's a good thing. But as I went into the Lenten season that year, I was hobbling, I was limping, and that was a profound lesson for me to learn. I wouldn't even be able to bend my knee for that entire Lenten season. I couldn't genuflect or kneel or anything. And yet, it showed how much I took for granted being able to pray with my body. I took for granted being able to come before the Blessed Sacrament, to enter into the chapel and genuflect, as we all do, genuflect and to recognize the presence of our Lord. It showed that I needed to interiorize, to learn how to kneel within my heart. And in a particular way, having known so many and been supported by so many of those who perhaps were not able to kneel because their knees didn't function well, so many older friends and family members, I was encouraged to be able to identify with those that perhaps so much desired to be able to kneel or to genuflect at Mass or before the Blessed Sacrament. I think the point is simple, and that's we pray with our bodies. Whenever we pray, whether we join our hands or bow our heads, whether we genuflect or kneel, we don't do so as disembodied souls, but as human beings. And even when our knees don't bend like they used to, when our joints get stiff, when our bodies become frail, 
we're not, we don't cease to be able to pray. But especially when we're young, especially for you children here, we learn how to pray with our bodies. We learn how to express the desires of our hearts and our prayers with our bodies. When we genuflect, when we kneel, this is a way we recognize that Jesus is Lord. The Theology of the Body seminar that was going on throughout the week for our teachers at the school, for our educators and parents, and for the youth yesterday was really stressing this, that everything we do, we do as human persons with bodies. But I think that lesson for me and the lesson that really stood out during that Lent where I wasn't able to kneel was that genuflecting and kneeling, coming into the church and acknowledging Jesus' presence, and coming into the Adoration Chapel where Jesus waits for us, recognize that that was the same Eucharist, that was the same Eucharistic Lord waiting for us. And that basic gesture of falling to our knees to express our nothingness before God, our humility, that's a profound way to learn to pray. When we kneel during the Eucharistic prayer at Mass, it's because Jesus is speaking in the voice of the priest, and it's Christ who makes himself present on the altar. When we spend time in Eucharistic adoration, we strengthen our weary knees and our drooping hands. We pray with our bodies. And I think this is all part of our spiritual and physical training, and all of us need it, young and old. Because our posture does help us to pray and practice makes perfect, we need to discipline our bodies in order to be able to pray. I think that test that I held myself to, how long can I kneel before my legs fall asleep, that was about disciplining my body, realizing that I needed to spend time on my knees before the Lord because He was Lord and I was not. It's been very moving to spend time in the Adoration Chapel these last few weeks, and when I found out I would be preaching this weekend as we were promoting the chapel and inviting all of you to spend more time there, to commit to an hour, I was very moved to watch families and couples and individuals and groups of friends and young people come before the Lord, each in their own way, to spend time in His presence. And each individual, as I would be there praying, I would see him come in, and in some, some way, whether they would, their knee would touch the ground or whether it was just a bow of the head, if perhaps the knee didn't bend like it used to, I watched each of those individuals greet our Lord in his presence. I watched each of them express with their body that he was present, that Jesus was present. Whether they were coming to spend an hour each week or whether they were just coming for a quick visit to Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, they were doing this. They were expressing with their bodies a recognition of his presence because they loved him and they sought to grow in his love. And we all know that, especially with exercise, it's true for prayer as well, that what we need in our lives, our spiritual lives, is steadiness, a regular commitment. Because if we don't have time set aside for prayer or for exercise, it just doesn't happen. And this, I think, is one of the most profound blessings of having the Adoration Chapel in our parish. It commits people, it gives people the opportunity to commit to a regular time of prayer, that same time each week. So you know no matter what happens, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday, I am going to be with Jesus. When we ask, how do I begin in Eucharistic adoration, or how do I go to grow stronger and more disciplined in prayer, I think it's just as simple as signing up and showing up. Father Kevin described to me, he said, having the adoration chapel in our parish is like having a gym with free membership. You all have the opportunity to sign up for free membership. The only catch is you have to use it. You have to use it to strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Sometimes we can forget that not every parish is blessed like our parish is with an adoration chapel, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
And in fact, our archdiocese has more perpetual chapels, perpetual adoration chapels, than any other diocese in the United States. And for 15 years, this has been a blessing to our parish, as men and women and children and grandparents and families and priests and youth have been able to come into Jesus' presence to spend time on their knees or to sit in silence, to learn to pray, to be immersed, to adore, and to strengthen our weak knees and our drooping hands. In a special way in our Adoration Chapel, young people like Jillian Whalen, who will go this week to join the Sisters of Life in New York, have opened their lives to the Lord's call to a possible priestly or religious vocation. Just think about it, that before the Blessed Sacrament at any moment in our community, someone is in the Adoration Chapel on their knees. Someone is sitting quietly in his presence. Someone perhaps is battling drowsiness during that early morning holy hour. At every Mass, we remember that parish book of intercessions, both here at the parish but also at the Adoration Chapel. Because we have the Adoration Chapel, we're continually praying and supporting those who are in need. I was very inspired to hear that the youth of the parish, especially at Bethlehem Academy, have committed beginning this week, every Monday afternoon from 3 o'clock to 4 in the afternoon, they'll spend time, spend that hour in the Blessed Sacrament to pray for their classmates, to pray for deeper conversion, to pray for our parish. And they took as their patron, Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, a young Italian mountain climber, an athlete and student who died at the age of only 24 years old. But one of his great virtues was his love for the Blessed Sacrament. He would spend whole nights in vigil before the Blessed Sacrament. What a great patron he is for strengthening weak knees and weary hands. So I invite you, especially you families, to consider signing up for a holy hour. It's amazing how formative the silent presence of the Lord can be, especially for the little ones, as they too can learn to strengthen their weak knees and their feeble hands. And if a weekly commitment's perhaps too much, you have the opportunity also to sign up as a substitute or a periodic adorer to commit to sharing an hour perhaps with a spouse or a friend. But I invite you all to consider how you can strengthen your weak knees. We do that every day at Mass. Every time we come, we have the opportunity to be down on our knees to recognize that Jesus is Lord and we are not. It's part of our spiritual and physical training. It's part of what that demands. We do that at Mass and we do it at the Adoration Chapel. So as we bend our knees and bend our hearts before the Lord at Mass, let's become aware of his presence on the altar. And as we receive him into our very bodies at communion, let us recognize as well that he waits for us to visit in the Adoration Chapel. Today the Lord invites you, he invites all of us, to strengthen our drooping hands and our weak knees.